welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Welcome to the Here to Thrive podcast. I'm Kate Snowwise, your host. We're up to episode 20 already. Thank you all so much for joining me on this journey. Today, I want to talk to you about cultivating hope and believing in possibility. It's a little ironic because this was always intended to be my topic for this week. And I was going to record it a little bit earlier, but things just got in the way. And it's now the day after the election. And I think it's fair to say the outcome was against what most were thinking or expecting. And I've noticed today there is a bit of an attitude of hopelessness in many people. And so I want to talk a little bit about that situation as we go through. But the base for this podcast is really the individual level and talking about how we can cultivate hope and optimism and that sense of possibility inside of ourselves. So my intention is to help you understand hope as an idea, then to go on and talk about why we would want it. What are, what are the benefits of hope? And then I want to talk you through a psychological framework to help you really understand the different parts of hope and how you can perhaps cultivate this in your own life. This one's a little bit more psychological than spiritual, but what I would say is I think hope is a crucial part of being a deeply spiritual or connected person. When you hope for more, you hope for a better future, it can be a real driver towards your awakening or wanting to make the world a better place. I know on the bottom of my Huffington Post blogs, I always sign off that I'm an idealist. And that idealist nature in me comes from being hopeful. I am hopeful that the world we leave our children will be more positive than the world we live in now. And it is hope that drives me to share these messages of inspiration because I do it in the hope that I will speak to the hearts and other people. So even though I'm taking more of a psyche angle with this one, I see hope as being an essential part to being a deeply spiritual person. So what is hope and possibility? I use these words fairly interchangeably. I do think that possibility breeds hope. It is the fertile ground in which we start to become hopeful. When I think of my client work, some of the most meaningful changes I've witnessed in people come from the transition from going from a place of feeling really quite hopeless and helpless to feeling 
like there is something good that could be on the horizon and that they have the ability to impact what comes to them. That sense of control and excitement about the future helps us live those truly thriving lives, that it helps us step up into possibility and our full potential. And I believe that is wholeheartedly where a good life lies. When we stretch those boundaries of hope and possibility, we feel so alive. So I see it as an essential part of the human condition. It's an essential part of us living up to what our lives could be. Hope can be that little tiny spark in the darkness that can fuel the most amazing things in life. If we have hope for a brighter future, we can start to move towards that. As Martin Luther famously said, everything that is done in the world is done by hope. It's so true. Everything amazing, everything that is done in the world starts with a little seed of hope that perhaps it could be a possibility. So coming back to the current state of our collective affairs and the recent election of Trump as our new president-to-be, if that doesn't sit well with you, How do we move forward from that? I would say that hope has to be our starting point. I'm seeing a lot of discussion about this being the outward situation that is helping people rise up and be really dedicated to trying to influence a different type of future that because they feel so disenchanted that their values are being challenged by who's going to be the the new president of the United States, that that little seed of hope that perhaps things might be different in the future is starting to kind of light up inside their hearts. I'd encourage you to think about that. We're not in a hopeless situation and If you feel like you're hopeless and helpless, then you will get into that negativity that can that that good things don't breed from. Good things don't come from a negative state of mind. They come from an empowered and positive state of mind. And thinking about the election outcome, you have the power to not fall into a place of negativity and helplessness. And I hope this podcast wakes you up to a beautiful, bright future for humanity and that that is possible and that perhaps Trump is leading us closer towards that because of the stirring in our hearts that he is causing. And for all of those people who voted for Trump, they voted because they too want a brighter future. We have that in common. And we have to look for our commonalities, not our differences. So coming back a little bit more to an individual level, why do we even want to cultivate hope? What are the benefits of doing this? There's some scientific research that says all the things we already know in our hearts. I love that about psych research sometimes. Just completely confirms what is kind of that common knowing anyway. And like I mentioned before, 
if we're not hopeful, we're hopeless. And I see hopelessness as one of the core tenets of that depressive feeling. We can't see a brighter future or a future that looks positive. Then we begin to feel helpless and hopeless, which leads to those negative emotions. And hope is one of the core tenets of sort of living a good life. If you want to live up to what is possible for you, then you have to be hopeful. You have to cultivate a sense of hope if you're going to grow into your full potential, if you're going to flourish, if you're going to thrive, if you're going to live the biggest life that you can, so much of that comes from being hopeful. So talking about what the research findings specifically have found, it does demonstrate that if we are hopeful, we are happier. When we are hopeful, we typically experience more positive emotions. We live in those beautiful spaces of joy and gratitude and excitement instead of anxiety and fear and sadness. We're more likely to view the pressures that come up in our lives as challenges rather than as hurdles or roadblocks or obstacles. So I talk about this in my podcasts on stress, which are a few episodes back, but that how we perceive the pressure we face is essential to how well we will cope. If we can perceive the pressures we're facing as challenges and something that we can rise to overcome, then our outcomes tend to be so much more positive. So being hopeful is associated with better outcomes when we're facing stresses. Those who are helpful tend to have higher levels of self-worth. We believe in ourselves more and also feel more satisfied with our lives. Again, that makes sense to me because those hopeful people are the people that push themselves to thrive and to grow and to live into their full capability and possibility. They're the people that do create the beautiful lives because they are hopeful that they could. So they do, they were, they can. So that's why we want it. When we are more hopeful, we're happier, we create more meaningful lives. We're psychologically healthier and we cope with our stress so much better. Hopefulness is a crucial element to flourishing in life. I also see hope as being a crucial element to us flourishing as a group. For humanity to flourish, we need to have people who are hopeful about the future. So to put some structure around how to be hopeful... I'm going to borrow from Schneider's theory. He is one of the key theorists in this hope space. And he has a three-part model. And I have admittedly butchered it a little bit, and I'll talk through how I've done that. But his three-part model starts with goals, then it goes on to pathways, and then agency. And those are the words he uses. So he uses Goals, pathways, and agency. I find those words really sort of uh, psychologically heavy, and I feel like they don't really relate to us. So I've kind of butchered it by calling those three phases dreaming, planning, and acting, 
and then moving into a space of belief. So if you want to read more about Schneider's theory, I do have a link in the show notes or over on my website at www.thrive.how forward slash podcast 20. And that's the word podcast number 20. So if after this you still want to read some more, please pop over there. But the idea that Schneider really is trying to point towards that I think is so useful in our personal lives is that hopeful thinking consists of our belief in the fact that we can find ways to achieve our goals and that we will find the motivation to keep going towards them. So the three phases To be hopeful, you have to start with a dream. You have to start with a vision or a goal. What do you want? What would be amazing? It might be that you would love to go on a dream vacation. Or it could be that you really want to pursue some higher education, that you want to go to university or back to do a master's program. What is your dream? Where is the vision? To have hope, you have to be a little bit intentional. You have to bring to mind what the future you want looks like in order to be able to move towards it. So that is the starting point. Hope breeds from a desire to move towards something. We have to dream. Once we kind of know what that vision for our future might look like, what our big dream or our goal or vision might be, then we move into the second phase, which I call planning and acting. Schneider calls this the pathways phase. And the idea in this part is that we start to look for the routes we can take to achieve our vision. How are we going to get there? What I would say is that Often we can't see the whole path before we need to start moving. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the next phase. But what you need to do at this point is start planning. Well, what is the next step I can take? What is the next action that will take me closer towards this goal? If it feels overwhelming to look at your full journey and think, I want to complete a master's degree, but, you know, I don't even know which university would take me or what kind of grades I'd need to get in or what topic I'd want to study or or all these questions or how I'm going to pay for it. All these questions come up. I encourage my coaching clients to just ask themselves, what is one small step I can take today or this week? that will move me closer in the direction of that goal. So for example, if one day you think you might like to write a book, what is one action that you can take this week that might move you closer to that goal? It's not about biting off more than we can chew or thinking that we have to have it all sorted out before we started. Because hope is bred in these little actions. We have to be acting. We have to be moving. And the more we move, the more hope we breed. It's like a self-fulfilling feedback, which is why it's so beautiful. So there's your question. What is one small 
action I can take today or this week that will move me closer towards my vision for what my future could look like. The third part of Schneider's model is what I call belief. We have to believe in ourselves. He calls this agency. The idea here is that we need to pull on that internal motivation, that self-confidence that we have what it takes to get there. Because in the moments when we do face those obstacles, when the pathways we thought were open start to close, it is this belief that helps us start to look for other routes. How else can I get there then? What else could be possible? This confidence is crucial in helping us navigate our way on the journey towards our dreams or our hopes or our visions. And so we need to cultivate that. One of the best ways is to really reinforce mantras. So I can do this. I do have all I need to move forward. I wouldn't have this dream if it wasn't a possibility. I can do this. I have all I need to move forward. And I wouldn't have this dream if it wasn't a possibility. I see that self-belief is kind of the opposite to what I've turned before as that sort of victim idea or believing that you can't influence your life or the environment that you're in. This is the opposite of that. It's knowing that you are in charge and the influence you have on the world will make a difference in your life and potentially the lives of others, depending on what your job or goal or vision may be. But you have to believe that you are capable, that you have the stuff to pull it off. So like I said, hope is one of the things that really brings about the biggest change in people. If we can move from a place of feeling helpless into planting those tiny seeds of hope, oh my my, such beautiful things start to occur. It empowers us, it enlightens us, it helps get us moving forward and out of those negative ideas and spirals that we can get ourselves into. Hope is that spark that can breed such beautiful light and life into our lives. And we need to cultivate it. And we cultivate it through dreaming, through being daring enough to have a vision, by starting to think about what the future we would love to have looks like so we can move towards it, so that we can take those little actions that move us ever so slightly towards that objective. And then as we go through the process, as we start moving closer, as we keep cultivating hope, our belief grows and it's that belief that then fuels us more it becomes a feedback mechanism and that belief fuels us more and helps us take the next step and the next step until we can create beautiful flourishing thriving lives hope is awesome so i hope i've convinced you through my my uh my little raven on here about how important this is to us and to our children and to our future 
Do all you can to instill hope in yourself and all you can to instill hope in those around you because it's hope that breeds beautiful action. It is the fertile garden that grows beautiful lives. So be hopeful. Be hopeful about our future. If Trump wasn't the person that you would have selected at the as to be the next president of the United States, don't fall into despair. Turn on your hope. Turn on that little switch inside of you that believes we can create a beautiful future and that Trump is a part of that, that perhaps he's here to wake us up, perhaps he's here to move more of us to action, and that anyone who voted for Trump still just wants a beautiful and bright future. And the more hopeful we can be in our own lives, the brighter, I believe, our future looks as an individual and as a collective. So this week's homework, I'm going to put a little download uh, over at my website, just a little worksheet so that you can have these prompts to get you going. And that'll be a free downloadable PDF. It'll take two seconds to just click on a link on my website and you'll get it. You don't need to put in your email. What is your vision? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be. But just start there. Entertain the possibility of dreaming. From there, I want you to go on and ask yourself, what is the little step that I can take this week to move me closer towards that? And then do it. Believe. Take that step and let that help motivate you to look for what the next step is. Keep yourself accountable, people, and then you can breed a beautiful life. Just head over to my website to get that download, www.thrive.how forward slash podcast 20. And that's the word podcast and the number 20. Next week, I'm back with a dear friend of mine, Lindsay Preston, and we're going to be talking about blocks and how we can overcome the things that are holding us back in life. She's an expert in this space, and I so appreciate her wisdom around this. So I feel very honored that she was willing to come on and share that wisdom with you. So tune in next week to talk about our blocks and how to overcome the stuff that's getting in our way and holding us back from moving forward. If you appreciated this episode, I would so love if you could point one of your buddies in the direction of this podcast. Knowing you're there listening and your feedback warms me up from the inside out. That's why I'm doing this. You give me hope. I'd also love if you could pop into iTunes and leave me a little review. It only takes a couple of seconds. You don't need to overthink what you're saying. Just a little note would be so appreciated and a positive rating. That's how iTunes works out whether or not my podcast amongst millions is worth listening to. So I really appreciate those of you that have taken the time to do that. You can do it from the podcast app on your phone. You may need to search here to thrive again. And then once you click on the little icon that has my podcast image, you should see a review tab in the middle and you can do it right from there. I'll be back next week with more tips on how you can live a happier, 
healthier and brighter life. So tune in again next Friday.